Clubhouse. Welcome to this is episode 264. I'm here with David and Lewis. What's up, everybody? And <laughs> this is Bobby coming back at you guys from another game. But what? Man, I, How? I, I don't know. Who? I don't know. I don't know. I listen, man. I'm sorry. I look at you guys. All of you guys heard us. If you listen to our show, you heard us last week. We were not optimistic about this game. This result was not something we were ever, 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 ever expecting. And at the same time, it's still kind of a shock. 4-0. 4-0. Against Montreal. Yeah. Listen, man. I'm, Montreal. I'm still, I, listen, man. I'm still enjoying myself from Monday. So, <laughs> wait, I was, it wasn't a shock to me because I barely saw anything that happened. <laughs> Do you even remember anything that happened? Am I not still in the stands? <laughs> Uh, let me say this really quick. I know it's a little bit of a hot take, but I think this is our best game s- under the LAFC performance of this season. Um, wait, it's, there was another. There was another no. match though that we had where that was that was better than, or sorry, that was we had previously said that it was the best game under Vanny. That wasn't the LAFC game. What game was that? Was that Austin? It was Austin, but that was a second half performance. This yeah, one, and I, I also. This one, like from the full ninety, yeah. they were yeah. completely their heads were well, on look. straight. Well, look, here's here here's how I saw it as I as I started, you know, kind of revisiting it in my head, in my memory. Um, the last the, that, the that last one blur games, was good. The last two games. <laughs> so where so that, was where my blurry guy was out there on the field, man. Make him a DP. <laughs> Um, that fool was so fast I couldn't focus, bro. <laughs> Here, man, listen. Um, what did Greg Vanny say a couple weeks ago? If you're not going to go out there and perform, you're not going to see the field. And I brought it up last week. Who's on the Who was on the bench? Who was the first one? The first domino to fall there. It was Ryan Vellison, right? Uh, that's what you had said, but that yeah. that dude that's what that that, that, that was that out. was your theory. That was my theory. I don't agree with crazy conspiracy theory. But that dude came out on fire, and that was probably that is true. That was probably one of the better Revelation performances this year and last year since his debut. Probably no, since, since his, his debut. debut. You're right. You're right. When he had to play center back, a man down. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, this was, yeah, this, this was it. This was that, that little fire. And honestly, like, I mean, there's other things, obviously no Cabral, no Costa. That was a addition by subtraction there. Yeah. But either way, it was just, it was an incredible, an incredible everybody, full performance yeah, everybody, of the team. Everybody was on point. Even, even yeah. Efrain I mean, Alvarez I mean, there, of course, look at, look at, of course, I still, I, I still have, was incredible he? criticisms within the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't go that far on Alvarez, but, but I, 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 I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I still have a ton of criticism on the team. There was a, a ton of lackluster passes, a ton of uh, situations where they weren't reading each other well. Uh, but overall, it was one of the better games that we've put together, and it wasn't, it wasn't like we. Felt like like we, we we veered off for a few minutes and then came back and veered off for a few minutes and came back. We were very focused. And it feels like all the we subs. Point. It felt like all the subs came in and and impacted the game in a positive way. True. Yes. Oh, so yeah, good. Uh, I mean, Lewis. Oh, 
overall, there's nothing that says happy 4th of July, like beating up on some Canadians. <laughs> also, let's really quick before we, we continue with the game. The, the, the fireworks show within the stadium. Oh, that was cool. Laser show. Laser show. It was really cool. But also, I know, I always want more. That's just who I yeah. am. I kind of wanted a little bit of Fantasia kind of shit where we see the, the, the highlights on the, the lasers, you know? Like, we could see, like, goals and shit on the I, lasers, like, projected. I always want I, them, I I always want them like to that. get, like, a, a firework in the shape of Cosmo's head. Like, you know, when it blows up. Oh, and well, that would be really, really yeah. dope, of course. Also, me and Lewis, we were really definitely paying attention to the Jets. We were seeing them, like... Re- recoursing and coming towards us but then when the fireworks came we did not see them or hear them maybe it was because we were under the rafters the jets yeah see yeah because because like you don't remember the, the, oh well david was drunk <laughs> as well. so that's different that's different that's different there was a flyover there was a flyover there was a flyover and supposedly i didn't see it i didn't hear it but robert mora has pictures of it yeah okay well, what's funny was that, like, well... Did they play um, Danger Zone? No, no, because we had the other movie that we're promoting that oh, game. The, what was it? Thor. The Minions? Or? Thor. Okay, Thor, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I had seen, like, oh, look, there, there, there's going to be a flyover. Look at the Jets. There's, like, five of them, unless they're just... That's really, really random or for somebody else, which would be kind of weird. But there it is. No, we saw them redirect themselves yeah. and so, coming like, towards yeah, us. Okay, the, and then and then we just didn't see and then them. We didn't see them. And it then, was just gone. And then the next thing you know, they were like around the stadium, like they didn't fly over us. Like they straight they, up went around us. Like that was weird that they just That's what it seemed yeah. to us. Yeah, to us. And then and then I look at the pictures that Robert Moore took and it's like directly above our stadium. And we're like, what? Yeah, just, it was what just super it was weird. the angle that he took. But you but you would think we would hear yeah. the the, the the rumble of the jets. We you would think we would hear. We that. didn't hear mm-hmm. it. They're like because like we, we didn't we're hear it at all. And then and not even feel it. Nothing. And then the next thing you know, they're like on the other side of the stadium. Like and I was like, wait, are they coming back around from that way? Because that was kind of pointless. And then they just kept going. I'm like, wait, what? Just, what the fuck just happened? That's exactly how when I the, felt. When the, yeah. when the yes. anthem was was sung. The the beginning. The beginning. Yeah. Of the game, yeah, yes. yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> your ass was being dragged in with another beer in your hand. You're like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was really weird. Yeah, um, but it supposedly it did happen, unless it was Photoshop. But no, it wasn't Photoshop. We'll they were there, but yeah, it it just seemed really odd. All right, back to the game. So, so yeah, obviously it was unexpected. Um, if if for whatever reason you said, hey, you know, the Galaxy can, you know, pull out a victory here and you're squinting so, so hard that you're now blind. Um, there's no way that you predicted 4-0. Like, no way in hell that you predict. You know what's odd? I told Bobby this. Um, and I think uh, LA Galaxy Fan Talk posted it. He, he you know, he hails from Vegas. So he, he he's going to have, uh, I'm sure he, you know, does this on his own time. But he had posted that the Galaxy were heavily favored in the game, according to Vegas odds, which is kind of like I think surprising. that's just because Vegas doesn't pay attention that much. They just see the name. No, I don't think so. No, I think it's, no, it's numbers. Getting, it's just straight getting, up numbers. I think they're getting better, especially since they have a partnership with MLS now. So I think they're actually paying attention. When I'm looking at some of the lines, and I, I didn't look at them this week, 
But when I'm looking at some of the lines, I was like, huh, that's interesting. Maybe they don't know what they're doing. And, you know, you want to take advantage of it. And nope. Like that team that they said was supposed to win. Well, they win. And this was no different here. The Galaxy were favorites in this game. And, you know, I didn't think that we would win the game. I thought it would be a <laughs> sloppy game. I thought it would be. None of us did. Yeah, none of us did. Um, I thought it would be like something similar to the Portland game a, a couple weeks back in that, you know, maybe we control possession. Maybe Montreal is just going to, you know, uh, sit back for a little while. And just counter us because that's just the perfect winning formula against the Galaxy because they Greg Vanny doesn't know how to adjust to it. He has no idea how to defend it. Um, so I figured that the Galaxy would give up a, a, a cheap counterattack goal, maybe a cheap set-piece goal, um, and then they would have to play from behind and maybe get one late in the game um, You know, amid a flurry of these chances the way they did against Portland. So I thought maybe 0-0 or 1-1 would probably be in the cards here. Um, and that would be the best team that you could hope for, that they would get a draw against Montreal. And the reason I thought that is because, well, Montreal had to go to Seattle and then come right back down to L.A. So you know that there was going to be tired legs. They were playing on turf. They had to go up against a much tougher Seattle side on the road. They, they the Galaxy had every advantage in this game. The problem is, is that the Galaxy, when they usually have every advantage in a game, they don't take advantage of it. They come out flat. They, you know, if they do take advantage of it, it's like minimal. You know, they they, they do just enough. It's fake. Um, it's fake. It's like, oh, well, we know that this matters. We know this matters, and then they come out and super then they come soft. Out right. And- so, you know, four nil. There's several factors that come into play. Obviously. Uh, I think the the tired legs from Montreal from that road uh, from two road games in the same week with all that travel uh, playing on turf playing in Seattle I think that has something to do with it. Montreal did not decide to just defend; they decided to play open. And guess what? The Galaxy took advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, that's that's um, that's the key, though. Like that was one you, of the and, keys. Even better. I did, see, I did see somebody mention. Was it? I, I, I didn't see who it was, Lewis. But or maybe you brought it up that we were six zero and zero against top that was, shelf teams. No, um, it was yeah. No, I, I it, it, it was it was a it, it was the notes that uh, Galaxy sent out, but it was posted by multiple uh, Galaxy. Okay. So and 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 yes. and then Lewis, you mentioned that like you know that's that's the key is that those top teams like NYCFC, Austin, LAFC, Montreal, they don't just sit me, back and me, defend us. Let me, let me put just this like in. The, so the, so go, the, go the, the note that David is talking about is this season, the Galaxy are 6-0-0-0. Oh, not, not the extra. Oh, but across all competitions against the top six teams in the Sapporo Shield race. With a win over NYCFC on February 27th, victories over Austin FC on May 8th and May 29th, wins against LAFC on April 9th and May 25th, and a win over CF Montreal on July 4th. Well, there it is. So we're but 6 it's, yeah, but it's teams, on the top it's teams that are teams are right now in the Supporter Shield yeah, race. It's teams that are considering the themselves better than us, and so they go and they try to attack. And they try to take the game to us, and that plays into our own advantage. Now, I don't know if that stat gets thrown out there to sort of give a little bit of um, juice to the fact that, like, oh, 
Of course. When we get no, to the well, when we get to the playoffs, yeah. we're gonna play against those teams that are in the top, you know, in the in the upper standings of the And we can handle the them. At, that's yeah. But that's a misnomer. I feel like sure. once we get to the playoffs, they're just gonna sit back and defend and and let us shoot ourselves in the foot. Well, so, I don't even think- yeah, because you gotta because you gotta remember those games were also in different times and situations within the season. Like beating NYC at the beginning of the season was a very different situation than beating them now. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So right. yeah, no, I mean I get it, but it, but it is a very interesting statistic. I I mean it, it it goes back to also what many of us have also taken note of that the Galaxy play down to their opponents. So if they if they're going up against you know a Chicago or a, a San Jose, which we play you know uh, next week. Uh, when they play against, you know, a DC United or someone that's at the bottom of the table, they're just not up for it, right? They they, they play down to their opponents. But when you have a like a, a stronger team, they they seem to uh, be a little bit more competitive. Now that's not always the yep. case. It's what we want to see. Not all the time, but um, yes. But but, but yes. overall average, yes. Yeah. So um, I mean, at least it would at least explain the the, the games that you, you know. Like, hey, you were supposed to get a result in this game, and you didn't. Uh, that this doesn't make any sense, right? Um, but then come back and, like I said, uh, beat these um, uh, the teams that are uh, ahead of them in in the standings and whatnot. I think Dallas is probably the one outlier that I can think of off the top of my head that we just did not at all get up for. But um, you know, but it is again, it's one of those things where we see what we want to see. Uh, it doesn't always tell the story, but. You know, we need something to try to justify what we're seeing on the field on any given game. Uh, this was one of them, right? Um, let's get into a little bit more details in this game. So, Jovic finally gets to start up front with Chicharito. This is the first time that they've done that. Um, another fun stat, yeah. and I think Josh... All the, all the calls, all the calls for this to happen finally happened. Right. Um, and before the game started, when the lineup was was announced, and before the game started, uh, since we're talking about stats and all that, Josh sent out a stat uh, about when Jovalich starts, mm-hmm. the Galaxy are zero and three, and they are like they were outscored like eight to one, nine to one. It was something ridiculous. Um, of course, that's not something that you need to hear going into this game, thinking that uh, this is probably not going to go well, right? Um, so. Obviously, we broke that, um, but we in found, a way. Yeah, it, it, well, no, in a way, no, we we broke that. Now we have well, that we, one we, victory. When you're, <laughs> but when you're specific, but, but when you're specifically going with Dejan right now, I, I know where you're going. But yeah, yeah go. On. Um, so we finally get the lineup, and we're talking like the as far as what is available to us, we're talking about the dream lineup. We're talking about hey, Jovlich starts alongside Chicharito. You don't have Cabral in the uh, uh, in the lineup. You don't have Costa. They're completely out of the game. They're not going to come in as subs. And the Galaxy have the best game of the year. Now, again, there are several factors as to why that happened. Um, but we also cannot overlook the fact that the lineup that a majority of the fan base has been screaming for turns up a result. Um, will this happen again on fr- mm. on Friday? Highly doubtful. No. Um, highly doubtful that that is going to happen. Um, no. Again, 
I don't think Vanny mm-hmm. will just leave Cabral and Costa on no. the bench for the rest well, of Costa's the season. Well, Costa's not playing. Costa's uh, not. Yeah, yeah. Got, I, I know Costa's right? unavailable. Yeah. Right, yeah. He got an additional match yes. suspension, so um, he's not being there. So, But, you know, it's Cabral will start in that game because... Well, yeah, because they've been they've been training him as a boxer Yeah. now. I, 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 I guess. <laughs> um, and, but, if, and, if that, and if that doesn't work, they're going to teach him how to play badminton <laughs> in the hopes that that'll unlock him. <laughs> um... So, yeah. Uh, so the the galaxy <sighs> to start off the game. Um, I think Montreal had the very first real dangerous chance. I think uh, Bond had to make a save pretty early on. I think it, it was within the first. Mm-hmm. It had to be. I don't think five, but it was definitely in the first ten minutes where it's like, ugh, okay. Um, I will say this, and I said it on Twitter. I said the galaxy didn't come out flat. They came out to play. Uh, they looked more, uh, you know, more lively. They looked hungrier. They looked like they actually wanted to play and were serious about playing. Uh, but Montreal did have their chance, and as expected, okay, this might be a good back and forth game here, um, after all, right? So after that happens, well, it's all Galaxy, right? Uh, Chicharito opens the scoring. He scores for the first time in how many games? I think, was it the Austin game was the last one that he scored in? It's been a while. It's, Eight? It's been yeah, a while. It's been, Six? It's been, it's been a while. Yeah. So, uh, not an I'm easy goal. I'm glad he got the goal. Yeah. yeah. And was it an easy goal? It was a kind but of... But it was beautiful. It was a Very great, nice goal. Yeah. Um, tight angle. And uh, fr- from where we were sitting, we really couldn't see it. Uh, it wasn't until replays where we saw, oh, he actually megs the keeper. Uh, so, um, you know, that's even nicer. Uh, so Chicharito is, is up and running. He gets his confidence going and the galaxy are up and running. All right, let's go ahead and hold this lead. And then, uh, the, 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 so far right now, the hottest player on the galaxy, uh, Jovalich, uh, buries his penalty. He keeps his, uh, goal tally, uh, streak going. Um, and, this was the, the penalty was uh, a bit of a delayed call. Obviously, uh, they were looking. Yeah. The Galaxy were looking for a handball that wasn't called. Play kept going for another what minute or two before there was finally a dead ball. Mm-hmm. Then they went into VAR to check it. Now there's there's two things here. If after all that time they said okay, they got radioed radio down. They, they, they you know they, they were informed hey you might want to take a look at this. You knew that okay. If after all that time they're telling them, yeah, you need to go back and take a look at this, chances are there was something there. And Jovich knew because that guy picked the ball up and went there. straight to the penalty spot, <laughs> just waiting, like, just fucking make the call because it's a penalty kick. And I want to take this. Um, the swag on that guy, man. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on. And remember, you guys he- thought he didn't? Remember, you guys didn't think he was anything back a few days ago, a few weeks ago? Like, he wasn't, like, swaggy like that? Damn, man. He's so on point. Um, He buries a penalty kick. You know, uh, cool as a cucumber. Uh, and I'm glad that he took it. Um, well, pretty much anyone except for Chicharito, right? Uh, took takes it, buries it, no problem. He keeps his tally up. Here's what I'm going to say about Jovovich. He's obviously earned the start. Um, he's the hottest Galaxy player right now. I really can't hate on the guy who has scored in how many games now? Was it five, five games? now, right? 
No, he's not. TJ Etho is still up by one or two. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like, you know, but, but Chicharito plays significantly more minutes. Yeah, yeah. And Yovel never starts. Yeah, I, so, think, I think I saw somewhere, well, I don't know if this game would have thrown it off, but I think before this game he had more like goals per minute played yeah, uh, than, right. than Zlatan. Um, yeah, I think I saw that somewhere as well. Again, that's a little skewed, but, you know, um, mm. but what I'm going to say here is uh, and again, I, I'm not hating on the guy. I just think, again, this is an interesting stat because depending on how you want to look at it uh, or how you want to interpret this. So the game against Portland, the one that where he scored, it was the uh, the well, not the game winner, but the uh, the result. Uh, the result winner, the result goal, uh, the one where he heads it in, 1-1 one, one draw, that was literally the only shot that he took all game. And I mentioned that to Bobby. I go, huh. Um, yeah. You know, he only took one shot in the entire game. He he buried it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he oh. didn't get any other shot available kind of speaks to, like, why aren't you getting into position? Or why yeah. aren't you taking more shots? Is it you that isn't getting in, into position or is someone not feeding you the ball? Because the fact that you're not even taking a shot, even if it's like half a shot where like, hey, didn't get past the first defender, it's still considered a shot. It's just, you know, considered blocked. Um, no off target, nothing. It was literally the only shot that he took. Well, you can say the same thing against Minnesota. The goal that he scored against Minnesota, it's literally mm-hmm. the only shot he took in that game. And guess what? The penalty that he kicked is literally the only shot that he took in that game. Now, I can't mm. hate a guy who's had three shots with three goals. But I think that is a little troublesome in that, hmm, maybe. Yeah, he's not getting a lot of chances. Yeah, so is that a, 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 a matter of you are not getting in position or somebody not feeding you the ball? Because I, I find the other one, I think they're both plausible. Mm. But I think it's both, yeah. But the Galaxy have taken shots. It's not that the Galaxy have been <coughs> low on shots in either of these games. I think they've outshot their opponents in all three of those games that I had mentioned. And the fact that Jovlic only has one of them, that's a little worrisome, right? So, but again, it's hard for me to say something when it's like, well, as a striker, all you need is that one opportunity. And if Jovlic has taken advantage of that one opportunity, then it's really hard say anything else but i think it's something to keep an eye on that he is not getting more shots during the game but yeah he's he's not producing as much as yeah. people believe uh, are, are, I remember, is anybody else we were, getting a lot of chances though i don't really see that Okay. No, but it, but it, but it, but it's the sense of everybody thinking that Jovalic is the one that's really getting those right. opportunities right. Right. when it's really not there. Really, it yeah, just he's isn't. just he's um, just taking his chance yeah. well. But yeah, I mean the 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 bigger problem obviously is the amount of chances that we're getting. But you know, we might we might yes. also be seeing we might also be you know singing a different song if he's getting a few chances a game and then and not, not converting not getting it in right again it's sure. depending on how you want to look at it right again i'm not hating on the guy but that's kind of an eye you know opening stat right there the fact that he's only had one shot or three shots in the last three games one in each granted again they're all goals one of them is a penalty kick and if that one if your only shot is a penalty kick there's a problem. They, they need to do better at getting them chances. Then. Well, yeah. all I got to so, say, his percentage rate, if you only put LAFC games together, is high. So put them in. 
<laughs> um, well, let me tell you that. So those last three games, Galaxy took 14 shots in this past game, 16 shots against Minnesota, and 12 shots against Portland. The fact that Jovic only has one of those shots, again, there, there's something odd there. A lot of those are Grant Sear just taking half shots. Though. It has to be. Yeah, but it has to be feeding into him because you know he'll take the shot. You, we've seen yeah. it. He'll 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 make he'll make the effort. He'll he'll do the wild card. Yeah. you know. And I think he's to, to, and right now I happen. think he's confident enough that it's actually weird that he isn't taking more shots because when a forward is confident, that guy will shoot from midfield thinking that absolutely he, he's gonna he's gonna make that shot. So again, it's something to keep an eye on. It is something where like maybe people oh you have to put Jovic in there. I'm like mm, maybe not because. He's not getting as many opportunities well, as you think. So just just something my, uh, to, uh, to to just keep an eye I mean, on. I, mean, I might be pushing a little bit forward, but it may not just be only Jajon, but is that what may be opening up with Gaston? Um, we'll talk. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about Gaston in a little bit. Um, so two nothing at halftime. Uh, everyone's okay. Cool. Everyone is is having a good old time. Uh, nothing to be. You know, bummed out about, angry about. Uh, second half starts, and Montreal holds most of the possession, but not really doing much of anything, right? Galaxy are holding their own. Nothing too dangerous. I think maybe only one real big chance, I think, in the second half came uh, for for Montreal. But overall, nothing really that, that stood out to me. And then um, Revelison scores two goals, both of which were really, really good team goals. Yeah. Um, the buildup to the goals was, was almost perfection. Uh, the first goal scored by, uh, by Revelson was practically a tap-in. Uh, came from a, uh, a cross from Araujo, who I mean, it was just a perfect cross. It was like, it was like watching practice. Uh, and then the second goal, um, 15 pass, combination uh oh man and that last pass uh, by two, sasha oh yeah. my goodness there were two back heels the first one was from, Va- from i screamed Vasquez. no because i didn't yeah. i just was i just didn't trust it i was like no yeah. and then they made the goal i was yeah, like you, oh shit yes yeah. <laughs> um vasquez makes the first back heel pass which springs edwards um and he's all by himself he's, he's just nothing but space in front of him uh yeah. has all the time in the world and then of course uh you know he had a couple passes uh, in the top of the box, and finally, question uh, uh, makes his back heel pass to a running Ravellison. Um, you know, totally catches the, the defense off guard, which is the point of those passes like that. That's where creativity comes in, right? Like you can't be predictable. Well, no one saw that coming, including the defense, and Ravellison doesn't miss the second one. Four um, nil at the end of the game. Uh, before we get into these stats, let's go ahead and talk about. The players. Let's go ahead and uh, forget that Ravelson had two goals. He is the highest rated player of the game. Who is the second of highest course. rated player? Oh, by the uh, way, Ravelson had go... nine point one. That that was oh, his rating. Nice. Nine point one. That's I would, I, really I would high. Have to go... So okay. I would have to go with Chicha. If it wasn't Dejan, I would have to go with Chicha. Okay. Chicha. Uh, I'll probably go with Edwards. Edwards, you're both wrong. There was somebody else who scored a nine point oh. And that was Jonathan Bond. Whoa. And I'm going to give him okay. credit here. Duh. Because yes. I will give duh. him credit because okay. if we're going to tell him he's the worst rated player, we got to give him credit when he's the best rated player. Yeah. So Jonathan Bond gets 9.0, which 
It's a clean sheet. By the way, this is the weird thing about him Very having this high of a rating. Yes, this is what's weird, weird about him. Yep. This is the fifth clean sheet <laughs> that Jonathan Bond excessive, and the but... Galaxy have posted this season. By the way, four all of 2021. Mm-hmm. So halfway into the season, they have already beaten their clean sheet record of last year. So there is improvement there. Jonathan Bond has had four other clean sheets, has not had 9.0. Only had to make three saves. So it wasn't like he was busy. Um, no. He made two really good saves. I will give him that. I, yeah. uh, they, they, gave, both... they gave him extra stickers. I'm sorry. <laughs> they gave him a little bit. Yeah. Of, you know. um, I think that, and those two big saves came in the second half. I think he had another save in the third. But I think overall, I think those two big saves came in the first half. 9.0 for Jonathan Bond. So uh, good job, Bondi. I got to give you credit there. This is not an asterisk. Straight up, we're going to, you know, give you credit. Okay. Who's after Bond? Are you guys sticking with your players? Yeah, I'm sticking. Okay, so uh, you're both still wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, no, maybe Delgado. Uh, you still be wrong. Mm. Uh, no, Delgado has a yellow card, bro. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good, good point there, Bobby. Uh, second highest rated player, Julian Araujo. He mm. was, uh, well, third, I guess. Third he he, he was Araujo. really mashing it. He was working hard, so, man. He was. For the... Um, Better part of the first half of the season. I think we're officially in the second half now. Uh, for the first half of the season, we've been kind of hard on Araujo, right? We say yep. he's dipped in form. He's not, you know, he's not the player that we expected. He wasn't even the player that he was last season. We've been kind of hard on him. Um, and I think there, the criticism was fair. Um, I think that, especially for a player like him, you know, we expect big things from him. Uh, we expected bigger things from him in 2021, and he didn't disappoint. Uh, there was no reason for him uh, to disappoint in 2022. I think his star was rising. He uh, he made it in, uh, onto the Mexican national team. So we figured there's, you know, th- th- this kid's ceiling it hasn't been hit yet. Uh, so there's no reason for us to believe that he would have a dip in form. Well, he has. But the last couple games, I think quietly, he's been getting it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're definitely going to have to give credit there. Um, he didn't have the assist that was on the first Revelson goal. So, uh, he gets an assist. It's a perfect cross. So, um, I think he had an assist in last game as well. So, um, I think little by little, he's coming back into that Araujo that we are used to seeing and that we want to see. Yep. Who is the worst rated player in this game? This one was tough. Dejan? <laughs> I'm going to go with... <laughs> one, uh, this is hard. I mean, if... It, if uh, I mean, because I look at Delgado because of the yellow card. But, eh. I, I, it, it's either... Mm, Grand Seer, maybe. I would go Alvarez. Sega Koulibaly. Mm. He had... Okay. On a clean sheet? On a Crazy. clean sheet. That's yeah, that is okay. Weird. So these are the weird things about what these ratings show. Okay. Um the Galaxy most complete game of the season. Dominant. Absolutely dominant. You can't even say that they eked out this victory. It was a dominating mm-hmm. victory. Nope. Right? Nope. 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 In other games where they have played maybe one good half, one bad half, one mediocre half, one better half, or you know, the game was a little tighter. We have seen the Galaxy's ratings go kind of high what we see lots of eights right when that happens 
uh, and then one person stands out because they scored the goal. But usually you see really high ratings. On a clean sheet, Sega Kulabali had a 6.8. 6.8. Wow. On a clean sheet. I, 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 he didn't get a yellow. That's, that's when kind of when his teammate had a 9.1? That's kind of, yeah, that's, yeah, like that's, the, yeah, the, that's the, what the I'm the saying. It's kind of unfair the... when Bond can can, can get that. Yes. And, uh, um... Now, Koulibaly, I, I'm not really sure. I, I'm looking at this because his passes eight, oops, sorry, 18 out of 20, one successful dribble. I, I mean, ground duels won maybe, one out of five. So he lost four ground duels. Maybe that played. Okay, maybe I, I mean, that would be that's the just one. Really maybe. odd that uh, a defender that didn't allow a goal got six point eight. Here's the other thing: Revelson gets nine point one for two goals. There was no other Galaxy player as dominant as they were. Maybe because it was so spread out. I don't know, but there is no other Galaxy player that made even an eight. Not a single one, which is really odd. The highest was Araujo at seven point eight. Nobody else got an eight. Everyone else was hovering seven seven or seven six. Uh, yeah, no, they they, 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 they change. It, it yeah, seems like they change their it, they, it seems like they change their average depending on. I'm sure there's what a lot of stats right. within the game. I, I, I'm sure know? that there like, are. That, in which, to me, that doesn't make sense. But all right, for Chicharito, for example, he gets a seven point six. He did score the goal. Uh, he only completed four out of 12 passes. I'm sure that probably has something to do with it. Um, but, um, and then of course I, I had talked about Yolich who also got a 7.6, uh, maybe the only one shot, but I mean, his shot accuracy would then have to be a hundred percent. I don't know. Um, I, I think that's really bizarre. Uh, the, the second lowest rated player was Grant Sear at 7.1. Everyone else was 7.56 or seven, but there was no eight here. I thought that's really, really bizarre uh, for, uh, for for a team that absolutely dominated. Um, in-game stats. Um, ball possession, 62% to 38% in favor of Montreal. 62 to 38 in favor of Montreal. Now, at halftime, the Galaxy, I believe, held a slight edge, not by much. I think it was like 51, 49. It was practically even. Second half made sense um, because I had said that the Galaxy had trouble holding the ball in the second half. So uh, most of that was coming from the second half um, where they really couldn't hold the ball. But when they did, obviously, uh, they did enough with it. With 38% possession, they had an expected goal of 3.34, which – is high. They haven't had something like that in a long time. I think Austin might be the that the one game where they had that. Other than that, I don't think they've had something higher than a two. Um, it's been a while. I have to go back to find out when that is. But they haven't had an expected goal of over two, with the exception of the Austin game, in quite a while. So um, Galaxy definitely broke out um, in this game. Obviously, the uh, the um, the penalty was uh, made up a large percentage of that, 0 0.79 uh, for the penalty alone. Um, they outshot Montreal 14 to 11. Um, four shots on target. That means Montreal's keeper literally did not make a single save. Um, actually, what is his rating? See, this is what doesn't make sense. I would expected him to be a four, and he gets a 5.1. Uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or didn't like Bond get like a three one time? I uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, anyway. Um, 
the four shots on goal for the Galaxy uh, out of 14 isn't great, but guess what? If you got it on target, you didn't miss. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, Montreal had uh, 11 shots. Uh, three of them were on target. As I said, Bond made three saves. Uh, Montreal's expected goal with 62% possession was 0.94. So kudos to the Galaxy for... Um, for uh, keeping that so low, uh, also you know because of Bond, two big chances for Montreal missed them both, um, and five big chances for the Galaxy. Only one was missed, and I'm trying to figure out which one that was. Um, I uh, what else is here? I, I think that's really uh, um, that's it. I, actually, you know what? I thought this was interesting. The the expected goals for the first half of the Galaxy was 2.14. In the second half, 1.19. Um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird, but I, I guess it doesn't make sense. I think that they were had a little Maybe bit because more... because it's not necessary because you're up? No, because uh, that's not how the way it's measured. Um, I, I just thought it was interesting okay. because I thought that the Galaxy seemed... Like they were kind of steamrolling, but it kind of makes sense in that, you know, maybe they didn't put as many shots up in the second half. I actually don't have that. See, um, I forgot to take that down. I usually have that down at halftime, the, the stats, but I didn't do it this time. So I want to see how many, sh- curious to see how many shots they took in the first half um, as opposed to um, the second half. But either way, um, it's a dominant performance from the Galaxy. Uh, who needed this type of victory, especially heading into uh, the game on Friday against LAFC? Um, LAFC coming off a loss uh, in Vancouver, 1-0. So it's probably the most ill-trafical thing to happen, right? Uh, first place team goes in there limping. A team that is was limping comes out and beats the first place team in the uh, other conference. Uh, so uh, we have that to look forward to as if we needed you know, other storylines and things to, to look forward to. Um, it, it turns out that apparently Bale will not make his debut. On Friday, after all. Mm. So, um, mm. yeah, take that for what you will. And then I, I the only I, the I, only uh, tea time that was available at the golf course was uh, during right. the I have to assume that that's what's going on. Uh, and then Cellini is um, <coughs> expected Old. to get minutes, but not to uh, Old. Uh, second right. half, some kind of thing. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, any comments? Well, any other comments really... or the anything else about El Trafico before we get into uh, player acquisitions and rumors? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about there. Do Do we have anything to say about El Trafico? Let me see. I mean, it's up in the air. I mean, you know how you know how we felt last week. So yeah. I'm getting a. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know what? And then we honestly, I just nope, don't know. We're done. We're done. Season's over. We're we're getting demolished. <laughs> uh, the the, the, the like, more we say that, the like better. I just don't know. Um, I'm gonna get a little ahead of myself. Oh, we only have two questions, or actually, I think three or four. I'm gonna get a, a little bit ahead right now because we're talking about. That's fine. Do we have anything to talk about El Trafico? I want to say something because I personally didn't notice this. Um, at Marv M89 asks us, "Is it? Oops, now I lost it. There it is. Is it odd that the Galaxy socials hasn't posted?" Anything at all about El Trafico. And I didn't notice that. Usually they can't help themselves, right? Yeah. Um, like that's that's their sole focus. And that's really interesting that they haven't really I, I expect that they probably will. They'll start 
posting about well, a month I mean, ago, but it is. Oh yeah, midweek. It, it is. Start well, well, hold on a second. It is, well, we are midweek today. Wednesday but, yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are Wednesday <laughs> yeah, night, yeah, yeah. and so the game is literally so we'll, we'll start seeing less stuff than forty tomorrow. hours away. But nothing we'll has been said. I, yeah, they have, they have their been, media day tomorrow, so you know that could be that could be what it is. We, they have their media day tomorrow. They might have all yeah. their their big dump on but but i mean you know as as we said usually they're like all about it like two weeks yeah yeah so i thought well it is odd um i agree with you more this is really really odd and so odd that i actually didn't even notice this i had no i i just didn't even think about it um maybe they're just hey we gotta win maybe we should milk this as much as possible because god knows when we're gonna get another one uh (laughs) because that's all they've been talking about um since monday is uh you know, four goals uh, and everything. Oh, look at I their just, look, look mm. at their socials. That's all they've been talking about is about the victories. So maybe that's what it is. But it is kind of weird that you're not posting this. Uh, why they wouldn't be doing this, I have no idea. Um, but I thought that's uh, also. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Where... Yeah, I, I'll, I'll keep my comment quiet. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, does anybody else have anything to say about traffic or anything? Or Montreal? Fucking AFC. Besides that, that goes without saying. No. Okay. Uh, All right. right. So let's go ahead and get into some player acquisitions. So the transfer window is officially open. um, And a lot of players that were already signed by uh, MLS teams will be making uh, their debut this weekend. If not this weekend, possibly next weekend. Um, So the Galaxy sign officially what was uh, kind of already been rumored. Gaston Brugman. Um, signed from Serie B side Parma, um, Parma, sorry, and uh, defensive midfielder. Um, Uruguay. Thoughts. I also I, I also think it's Brugman, but uh, I also think it's Brugman. But um, yeah. you look at again. Okay, Brugman. None right. of us know him really, unless right. someone raised their <laughs> hand and told me I'm wrong. Um. It's a let's see how it goes. I mean, of course, you know, he, you know, his, his, his welcome video and of course, highlight videos look nice and it's welcoming and yeah, all that stuff. Highlights. But, but, but let's see. And, you know, honestly, this is who, if he is a good player, this is what we need. We need a midfielder that can transition on the fly, feed someone, in, feed, feed the ball into, to, to Chicha or, Whoever, Dejan, whoever, um, and get and get something going, you know, and control that midfield. I, I feel actually, yeah, yeah, and actually orchestrate it. But go on. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I feel like um, I feel like we got a little bit of a because you know Greg Vanny's been talking about for a while that um, he's you know he's looking for a, a defensive midfielder, which we thought you know Delgado and Ravellis in were already. Um, and I think we got a little bit of a, a sneak peek of what we get when you put Ravellis in, in a more attacking role. Um, it frees him up. It you know obviously it allows allows him to to not be so worried about the defensive stuff. I think he did bring up a few weeks ago saying that he was kind of um, unsure of himself when he has too many defensive responsibilities. So like he you know he doesn't know you know when he should be going and staying and you know whatever. So um, I think. Bringing in Gaston is, um, you know, I can only look at it on the positive side. He's going to be a guy who's going to come in and at least throw in a little bit of a difference 
in what we've already seen because we've seen you know what we have is what we've seen for for long enough i think that bringing in this sort of new blood is going to help well, we to hope. yeah help we to hope. to, to shake it up a little bit to make it make it spicy um but look our our player situation has been one where how old is Gaston Lewis? He's twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay, so that's not you know he's not old. He's 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 a he's a good age. Um, he's been struggling. He he was who was he signed with before, or who was he on loan from? Um, he was on loan from. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah, he was he was he was yeah, loaned he, from he, somewhere he, and then he yeah. got loaned down to Parma, right? In in the yes. Serie B. But um what's the one thing that we had been saying for a while is we don't want these you know splashy players, you know, uh, a lot of people complain when LAFC signed Bale. Like, hey, here's a guy out there that we could have gotten out and, and and gotten. Um That was an L, that was a Galaxy type signing. Yeah, but exactly. And that's the thing that has been plaguing us for a while. It's, you know, still plaguing us with with Costa and with, um, you know, to to an extent, Chicharito. I would say that that he's definitely a marketing signing and not so much a a player or a soccer signing. You know, he's just turned us around on on his uh, his work rate. But here's a guy who comes in, you know, like Ravelison, like. Uh, Cabral, which is not a, a you know positive one there, but they're coming here. They're trying to make a name for themselves, right? They're coming in. We want them to make their name here at the Galaxy. Um, that's how I have to see the signing. He's coming in. He's getting a fresh start. He's going to be a guy who's going to give us a little bit of uh, more of a, a different tempo in the midfield where it's obvious that Efrain Alvarez is not going to be the attacking midfielder we want. Uh, Sasha question even even though he came in and contributed a good amount on on Monday he he doesn't have the legs for it so it's it's good to see that they're bringing in this guy he's not I don't I mean I don't know what his salary is going to be like but I can't imagine he's very expensive because he's coming from a second division team um I'm I'm hoping that he comes here and and puts his name on the map um, so he comes from uh, Parma from Serie B um, on uh, alone from uh, La Liga side to Real Oviedo. So um, he's been playing in Division Two, which obviously has um, kind of draw the irk of uh, some Galaxy fans that he yeah. has not even playing in a Division One uh, club and brings back memories. Well, not memories. Just it, it, you know, you, you think of Kevin Cabral. Right, right. but I mean, come on, Kevin Cabral's coming and playing the Division Two of France. That's not the same thing as it, it, as Serie B or, or and or, obviously or one player Spain. is not the same as the other. Um, yeah. uh, my opinion on this is a I don't have an opinion because I don't know who this guy is. So I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. I can't say uh, based on what I've seen. This is what I feel, and if this is a good signing or not, because I honestly don't know. Um, if we're going on simply, he plays in a Division Two side. Um, I mean, that is a little unfair. Um, this is where I'm going to make my decision on this. So the same thing that I said about any other signing that the Galaxy have brought in, including Greg Batty. Can't get excited for it. Um, I can't, uh, has a home run been hit with any signing? Um, I guess it depends on, on your definition of home run. I think there's been solid signings. Uh, obviously, Edwards is one. 
Um, but that's more of a, hey, he played under Vanny. He kind of knows what to do. And Vanny got the most out of him when he was in Toronto. And guess what? He's getting the most out of him now, reunited here in L.A. Same thing can be said about Mark Delgado, right? Um, as far as the, the other signings in the previous year, you know, Bond isn't a home run, but it was a, it's a solid pickup and it was an improvement over Bingham. Uh, you can say the same thing about Derek Williams. Uh, nothing flashy, but solid. Uh, still, you know, uh, again, I, I still think it, it, it's an improvement from what they had. Um, and then other ones that were just either, you know, been busts or just hadn't really panned out like, say, Grand Seer, who isn't horrible, but I'm sure that, you know, they expected a little bit more from him. So do I trust that this is the guy? No. Does it help? Well, on paper, anything it's supposed to help, right? Uh, this, on paper, gives the Galaxy a true defensive midfielder. He is a pure defensive midfielder. So yes, it does free up Delgado. Um, it does free up Revelison. We know that Revelison can score uh, if given the chance. So maybe that opens him up a little bit. Um, but again, on paper, this is what it's supposed to do. Uh, I'm not holding my breath on it. Um, I don't think this is like the last guy that's like the key to unlocking everything. Um, so like anything else, I'm now taking the wait and see approach. I'm not really getting any of my hopes up, but I'm not going to be down on the guy until he gives me a reason to, yeah. uh, you know. So until he, he uh, throws the el- an elbow at the, the nine an- seconds of a of, right. of <laughs> game to get red carded. Right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, like I said, I-, I gave Costa the benefit of the doubt. I know that that wasn't going to work out, but hey, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Um, same thing with this guy. I don't. I don't know anything about this guy, so uh, I'll just take the wait and see approach and make my decision. Uh, this is a three and a half year contract yeah. with the final year coming as an option. So uh, this does fit what Greg Vanny yeah. has Vanny, been Vanny doing, signing. right? He's uh, you know not young or mid twenty, but twenty eight. It's not old. Um, by the end of the, his Galaxy career, he'll be thirty one. So um, it's not a you know, it's not an over-the-hill guy. It's not a guy who is needs to be developed. Whatever he has developed, it's there, right? He's not improving anything else. This is what you're going to get. So, um, yeah, th- this fits what Greg Vanny had been doing up until Costa and, you know, what our opinions are there. I think that player was forced on him. Um, and so Greg Vanny in the press conference did mention that there were maybe a couple players that they were interested and or looking at and rumors have come out and they've been flying all day and uh i'll be the first one here to welcome back la galaxy rumors he is back on twitter mm-hmm. um had been gone for months and yeah. you know and have no idea what happened there i, I think Pretty i read bizarre. somewhere that that he uh that that he got hacked the first That's time just around a rumor. Uh, that's, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, so he's back and on a day like today, well, you know, uh, say what you say about him or whatever. Cause I know not everyone's going to like everyone, but before he, uh, he did go dark before he, uh, he left. Um, even Josh acknowledged this guy has been getting it right. This guy has been calling it. This guy has been, you know, he's, he's not just 
talking out of his ass. He's not just following some random person. Whatever connection he has, whatever source he has, it seems to be legitimate. And he's been and he was on point before he got up. So uh, he was back today, and you know he threw threw some stuff in there. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the big one first because there's another one that was uh, brought in a little later in the day. It's just not making as many headlines. Jesse Lingard is in the states. And he's mm-hmm. here to listen to offers from two MLS clubs. This is what they're saying. Now, he has made it clear, straight out said, I am only going to L.A. or to Florida. So if we're going by that, there are only three possible teams that is going, would be able to spend that type of money on him. LAFC, Miami, and the Galaxy. All three of them are willing to spend. Okay, so next thing is, okay, so who is it going to be? Can't be the Galaxy, right? Because the Galaxy don't have a DP spot open. So let's get back to us. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to us in a little bit. Taylor Twoman. I know a lot of people who are listening to this podcast not a fan of Taylor Twoman. Um, That's fine. You don't have to be. Um, it doesn't make what he says wrong. He is kind of big in the MLS world. He is an insider. He's going to have sources. Um, he's going to have inside information. He says that LAFC was interested but not will not get into a bidding war for for Lingard. Um, he did say that 100% the Galaxy will be interested or are interested in Lingard. Now, he later went on to say that it was taken out of context because it was a clip that was mm-hmm. taken from a, a longer interview. He did say that they would show interest simply because LAFC would be showing interest. So yeah. he did go back and say that. Miami, uh, Taylor Trump also said that Miami said he's not in our plans right now. That he just doesn't, just based on the moves that they were making and that they have already have made, yeah. that Lingard is probably not in our plans. So that eliminates two people right there. So what team is this? What team is it possible? By the way, it is possible that he does not come to MLS. It's not that I'm going to MLS for sure, but he's saying that he's interested. If he doesn't get the right offer, I'm sure he'll stay in England. I find it very interesting that a player like Jesse Lingard, who's only 29 years old and he's still on the national team and a World Cup is only a few months away, would want to go to MLS. Well, they want to stay in shape for the World Cup is right. what they want to do. Right. But still, that's, that's the reason Bale's coming. That's the reason you know that Bale. Uh, okay, see a well, lot of those those Bale is on the tail. There. Bale is on the tail end of his career. Jesse Lingard is not on the tail end of his career. Yeah, but he's, he's about signed. to play. But he's about to play in the first World Cup that Wales has been in in ever. Yeah, but ever. I think he would have a lot more different options than coming to MLS. But everybody's in off season. Play is, his... is is also what the thing. Everybody else true, is in off season until true, true, late true. August. So that's why. They're coming to MLS so they can get the games. They can stay yeah. in shape. I mean, that's partially true, but like, like I said, if you're if you're someone like Lingardi and you're even if you're staying in shape, you're gonna look. It is what it is. If you're coming from the EPL and you're still in your prime and you're coming down to MLS, that's a step down. Okay, especially if you're still very much on, in the national team picture, very much in a World Cup year. Mm-hmm. Because if you're coming here, someone's going to want to snag you for more than just six months, presumably, right? So I thought that was interesting. Okay, so if LAFC is not going to get in a bidding war and Miami is not um, 
is not interested in just because it's it's not fitting what we're doing right now. The pieces aren't there. What about the galaxy? Okay, so this is a long shot. I don't think this is going to happen. Um, if you're asking for my opinion, I don't think this will happen. Is it possible? Absolutely. How is it possible? Well, you'd have to get rid of a DP spot. The only reason why I would be rooting for this to happen personally is if you have to get rid of a DP spot to bring him in, you can't get rid of Cabral. Okay. Uh, you're kind of committed to him. And uh, someone reminded me on Twitter that if you get rid of Cabral, you can't keep Araujo, Jovalich, or Alvarez. So he is uh, uh, pretty much keeping those three players as part of that under-22 initiative uh, that they signed him, uh, the type of deal that they signed him. I actually completely forgot about that. So Cabral is off the table. If you get rid of Douglas Costa, I don't know how this is going to happen. But if you were able to get rid of Douglas Costa, who's currently on loan, he's officially not part of the Galaxy yet. He's still officially yeah, but the, on loan. But the, but the contract, but the contract says, on loan yes, with the year. Yes. So, so he's under contract. He is an under contract. He is still, I mean, I, I don't know what exactly, like I said, MLS rules. They're quirky. I'm sure that there's some sort of loophole, whatever. If they're somehow able to get rid of Costa, to open up a DP spot and you're bringing in Lingard, I would take that a million times out of a million. I wouldn't even think twice. I, I think maybe just the first part, like get rid of Costa. Uh, yeah, no, take that a million it, times out of a million. Well, it, I mean, it, but, it, look, but it just sounds too soon and too short. It just, it doesn't sound like It doesn't it sound work. right, right? Know. Because the Galaxy would have to admit that they made a mistake and they would have to rectify that mistake right away. And that's just and to be not honest, the way the Galaxy really goes. hasn't had that many games to, Which is also a problem know. because that yeah, was that was an issue going he's been into injured, the, but yeah. right. That's a that's an issue that we all also said. Like, well, he's had injury problems. What makes us think that he's going to stay healthy here? So that is a problem in and of itself. So um, I think Cushion said that when we're talking about you know that's a skill, right? Staying on the field, staying healthy is kind of a skill. So that that was kind of a shot at Chicharito at the time, and. Um, so he's no good to us, even if he is doing great. He's no good to us if he's injured all the time. So, yeah, I don't think that they would rectify that. I think that they would just stick with him. But if they're somehow able to do it, I w- again, I would take it a million times out of a million. If even just to get rid of Costa, because I'm not saying Lingard is the answer. He isn't. I don't think there's one player in the world that, yep, this is a piece that we're missing. He's a this way is much better choice to put in exactly. there. Though. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, a, a couple a couple weeks ago, there was a it was a rhetorical poll. I understand, and I'm, I'm sure that everyone who saw it knew that it was a rhetorical poll. But Will Forbes puts out, "Who would you rather have, Bale or Acosta?" And, and I get it; that was a shot at the at the Galaxy FO. Um, it's a rhetorical question, but there were some comments saying, "Man, we'll take a sandwich over Costa." So yeah, I'm gonna take Lingard a million times hey, out of a million if it's just a straight <laughs> exactly right. So. Yeah, I would take this. The way I wouldn't take it is if you get rid of the other DP. I wouldn't take it this way then. See, Chicharito is on his final year. It's highly unlikely that the Galaxy are going to pick up the option for the fourth. I, I if I had to take, I mean, Chicharito is not there was, doing. There was that, that rumor. There was that rumor that I don't that know. Almeida I wouldn't say him. not right. Really. There was a, yes. So I mean, but then we're down to one forward. Okay. So here's the we're thing. We're down to we're down to just Jovan uh Jovalik. If, Okay, so here's the thing. Let's say 
again, I doubt that their Galaxy will pick up the fourth-year option. I doubt it. I could be wrong because whatever. <coughs> we all expecting that Greg Vanny has his choice for another DP. And presumably, it would be a DP that would be there for multiple years. So if you were to get rid of Chidrita now, right? He only has half a year left in his contract. And you got rid of him. Now, that I wouldn't be a fan of. Because at that point, you're basically committing to Lingard. And again, I don't think Lingard is the, the answer. Right. No, he's a forward. So it's kind of like a, a replacement. Which one is better? Well, that could be up for debate. I still don't think that that is... I wouldn't be a fan of that. He's a cam, I, isn't he? Uh, no, he's a forward. Hmm. He can play I as a cam, but... I saw him listed as cam. Okay, but I mean, I, I think he's a forward. So, uh, um, so if that's the case, I wouldn't be a fan of that. The only way that... I, even, even if you were to sign him, theoretically, on a TAM deal, same thing. Let's say you sign him on a TAM deal, and you're like, holy crap, that's a hell, hell of good business. And the following year is when the DP would kick in. It'd be the same thing. That's your DP spot. Not a fan of that either. Honestly, so, honestly, this is the time. This is the time when you go after those, like, not fringe World Cup players, but this the is mid. the time. Yeah, yeah the, the mid, mid, the mid yeah. World Cup players, and just say, hey, come here six months. Six months, we'll sign you on a max town deal. When you know, one point five million for six months, no commit. You know, no hard commitment. I, I think right now the some problem, players would listen to that. Yes, but the problem with that, the problem that I have with that is, A, again, it doesn't fit what Greg Vanny is trying to do, and B, if you're doing that where you're just signing, okay, look. Well, what they're guard, trying to do, here. what Greg Vanny is trying to do is get this team back into competing for trophies. Right, but I, but if you can do that in the short term, if you can do that, if you can do that like DTK was trying to do that. Yeah, well, that's the problem. And that's where I have a problem with this. If you're just buying players, but you're not replacing or Ford, you're just you're not adding you're on not. some mercenaries. But what you're doing here at this point, like I wouldn't entirely be a fan because you're saying if we do that, let's say we sign two or three players, you're bringing in under a Christian Wilhelmson, you know, you bring in three players like that. Let's just say that that is the case. One of them is Lingard. Let's say another one is another. Like you said, a French player where it's like, hey, it's another World Cup player, but it's not a big name. You're doing that, sure. You're basically putting yourself MLS Cup or bust at that point. But again, I'm not sure if this is the year to do it because I don't think we have a championship team. You can add reinforcements to it. And you'd have to integrate them real soon. We're talking mm -hmm. like weeks. I'm not sure if like tearing that apart for like, I, I don't know. I'm personally not a fan of that. I feel that you're putting that pressure of MLS Cup or bust without the right platform. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. Not that anyone under this oh, isn't set up for failure. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm not a fan of that personally. So um, that being said, I think the Lingard is possible, but it's a long shot. A lot of stuff has to come into play. Can it be done? Sure. Um, if you could bring Zlatan down the way you brought him in here, it can be done. Can we bring Zlatan other, back for six done. months? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, th that that would be yeah. you. You you would never hear any complaints from me. Uh huh. Um, 
So yeah, this is a long shot. It's possible, but it's a long shot. Now, the other one that seems to be a little bit more possible, and again, uh, th- this was uh, 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 another rumor that, again, was brought in by... Um, uh, I forgot who originally had the, had the had the tweet, but the Galaxy Rumors did mention this, and it said it's probably more likely to happen. Yoshimaru Yotun. Remember him? Peruvian played over. Mm -hmm. Yep, played over in Orlando. Played on the Peruvian national team. Um, Currently playing in Sporting uh, Cristal in Peru. He had uh, after Orlando, he went to Cruz Azul for a couple seasons. Um, Apparently, the Galaxy are interested in him. Uh, Now, this is interesting because he is also a uh, defensive midfielder. Um, So, with the addition of uh, Brugman. This is another question that was asked by our good friend, Madam Serrano. Where does Yoshi play here? What, what, what's his role in the midfield? Yeah, I, don't, if, I don't think you he know? does, honestly. I don't, you, I don't think you bring a guy... Well, first of all, Yoshi, he's 32 years old. He's so 32 you're years old. Him, you're bringing him in on a multiple-year contract, or you're bringing him in as a DP. I remember when he was here with no. Orlando... I guarantee. I remember. I remember here when you're here. He was here with Orlando. He wasn't like lighting anything up. You know, he had Kaká with him. Right. He wasn't. I mean, I don't know. He he wasn't all that great here. Um. um yeah, and I agree. I, I think that he he's not a DP. I'll tell you that right now. And and if he was, I don't think the Galaxy would be interested in that player. Um, I think this is just a depth piece. I honestly think this is also uh, where I think where he fits is that he's also versatile, right? So he can play defensive midfielder or he can play on the left. Um, uh, I was a looking guy like, even a guy like that, a guy like that too. The, the, the other thing that you're not really thinking about is a guy like that coming into a team. He, uh, to me, the, 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 the player has a little bit of an ego. And a little bit of a chip on his shoulder when it comes to play, and I just don't see that fitting into this team, like chemistry-wise. Um, now that could be, that is a separate issue there. If it is a chemistry thing, it's something that, that needs to be thought about. Of course, one hundred percent, I agree with that. Uh, you can't just bring in someone on skill alone. Yeah, if, if you're if you're going to disrupt the locker room, if you're going to, um, you know, uh, just mess around with chemistry. Um, yeah, uh, you you want to stay away from someone like that. I'm not sure exactly where it is. As far as what he might bring on the field, you know, he might bring versatility. That's pretty much what you're what you're doing at that point. If if you need another defensive midfielder, if you need to switch formations, if you need to switch players around, if he can play on the left, he can play on the wing. Um, apparently, he can play left back, so as well. So he has versatility. I think that's probably what they're looking at right here. Is that if you need be. He can play multiple positions, and you can alter a strategy or tactic in game with him there, uh, switching things around. So yeah, I think I, maybe I that's know. where that's where he plays. As far as anything off the field, as far as what you know, if he understands his place or his role, um, I have to imagine like, hey, you're probably not a starter. I don't see him as a starter to be honest. But that's another thing. Would you, uh, the Galaxy, in order to get Brugman? They had to get an international spot. They were out of international spots. So they had to get it from Charlotte, who they gave 200K in GAM money in order to acquire that international spot. Are you willing to pay another, you know, X amount of money 
to another team to bring in a depth piece, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, although to be fair, you know, if, if Brugman's in there, then, you know, Grantier or Ravellison or Cabral is a depth piece. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I can't criticize that because I'm saying, hey, it'd be great for not just the Galaxy, but MLS all around where like, hey, here's your starting 11, but whatever subs you make, the drop-off isn't that big. That's pretty much where you want MLS to be, right? So I can't hate on someone who's trying to do that within the current rules of MLS. I still think that... That's where the good teams, that's where the upper-level teams are. Right. So um, another... Uh, you know, obviously, it's it's a conversation for another time, but I think MLS needs to change their rules again, um, make spending, you know, raise that cap a little bit more there because I think teams, especially the the better teams, are trying to figure out how to do this. So you might want to raise that, and uh, you know, as more and more players are wanting to come to the league and younger players are coming to the league, I think you might want to raise that to improve. A rosters because one through eleven you're fine. Uh, yeah, it, I it's think 12, that's coming. It's twelve to yeah, because twelve to eighteen is where MLS is really struggling. So I think that's again, it's a conversation for another time, maybe an um, off-season topic. But yeah. um, I, I, those, I would love to see a, a a rule implemented next year. You have you have your DPS, you have your TAM, you have your GAM, and then your and then you have your IDP, which is the Apple provided uh, designator. <laughs> I see what you did there. I love it. I love it. Um, so, uh, regardless of who comes in, it looks like the Galaxy are at least interested in one more player. Uh, it yeah. looks like the Galaxy are very much saying that we're we don't know who it is yet, but we're bringing in one more player. Um, I personally don't think it's Lingard. If it is, um, I, I will give credit where credit is due because in order to pull that off, a lot of stuff has to happen. And if you're able to do it, then kudos to uh, kudos to you. Um, and uh, if it, if it's Yoshi, uh, we'll, we'll see what the plans are there. Like I said, um, I think Galaxy Rumors even said that that's probably the more plausible uh, signing. But um, no other player has been mentioned, at least as uh, as of this recording. So, um, but the Galaxy are looking. So uh, I think one more player is coming in before the uh, transfer window closes, and it may not be Douglas Costa. <laughs> so. So, well, yeah. all right. Anything less? Can't wait for guys? can't wait for Douglas Costa to get going. And by and by that, you all know what we mean. <laughs> well, we do now. <laughs> that is it for us, Bobby. All right. Yes. all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode two sixty four. I'm here with David and Lewis. Say goodbye. Later. We'll see you in the eyes next week. Fuck LAFC. Listen to Sasha. <laughs> And uh, everybody, if you haven't uh, noticed on our socials, uh, Issue 3 is going to be coming out soon. So please uh, go on our site and sign up to get an announcement of when it goes on sale. And uh, it'll be out soon. So mid-July, and it's a fucking dope one. So I'll see you guys soon. Good night. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 